If you spend any time with outdoor media, you know Joel Nelson. He is an angler, a hunter, and loves the outdoors. And he's coming up next. Plus, it's Lake of the Weekday. Shorty, I won't ever understand my shorties be mad when all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand. There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such, but the nightlife in the city don't impress me much. I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footer catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Paul Bunyan country Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. We're celebrating our 30th year of the show. Well, today I'm get to meet Joel Nelson. A lot of you outdoor fans probably have uh, seen his stuff, read his stuff, know all about Joel Nelson, but it's the first time he's been on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. So, Joel Nelson, welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. So tell me a little bit about yourself, Joel. How did you um, work your way into the outdoor biz? <laughs> Good question. You know, I didn't really do it by intention i i started off way back in the day when internet forums were kind of a big thing and uh i had spent some time guiding out west and uh obviously a serious outdoorsman throughout minnesota and wisconsin and uh i just started writing about some of my experiences on these online forums and before you know it certain companies reached out to me and wanted to have me kind of represent the products that i was already using and uh kind of snowballed from there Wow, and and obviously, then this is a this is a love you've had for a long time. Something you grew up with. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I grew up just like uh, any other kid that uh, loved hunting and fishing. You know, I rode my bike down to the local creek and fished for chubs and suckers and whatever I could get my hands on. And uh, I grew up hunting kind of on the family farm and turkeys and deer and uh, hunting those species but also things like morels and uh ramps in the spring and so there's just uh so much i love about the outdoors boy no kidding i mean you're even you're even hunting food uh, vegetable food <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that, yeah that's almost one of the more fun ones uh those things stay put they don't run away like deer and turkeys right <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah that is correct so it's a it's a lifetime love it's something that's uh, that's clearly in your blood um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, fishing as we're into the fishing season. What do you like to fish for, and, and where do you do your fishing? You know, I'm a, I'm a big panfish and walleye guy, and uh, although I don't have a ton of lakes right near my home in Cannon Falls, Minnesota, I fish the Mississippi River quite a bit, uh, the southern Minnesota Faribault area lakes, but, uh, you know, uh, I spent time in Duluth, and I lived there for a while. I went to school in northern Wisconsin, so... Uh, the world is a smaller place than it's ever been, and I travel quite a bit to the northern portions of uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin to fish all over, and specifically remote bluegill lakes. Uh, but I also love the big walleye waters uh, of the upper Midwest. So there's uh, those are kind of my two truest passions between panfish and walleye. Tell me a little bit about Cannon Falls. Where is Cannon Falls? I think I know where it is. I think I've been through there, but uh, where is Cannon Falls? You know, I'm right in between uh, the Twin Cities and Rochester, so it's uh, right along Highway 52 there, and we're kind of in an interesting place because 
Uh, I'm only 25 minutes from the Mississippi River. Um, some of the Faribault area lakes are inside of an hour from me. But uh, but there's a lot of really good rivers, and I actually live on a, on a trout stream. So there's a, a multitude of opportunities to hunt and fish, and I hunt turkeys and morels and things like that on my own land. So there's there, there's really a lot of things to do in the immediate area, but uh, not too far from uh, taking a drive and going to do some fishing all over as well. If I recall, it's it's pretty it's very pretty down there. Yeah, a lot of lot of rolling topography, yep. big hills, uh, big bluffs, and uh, deep deep rivers and floodplains, and so that's uh, that's where the hunting side comes in. It's really good. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you've been up to so far this year. Uh, where have you been fishing, and, and how's the bite been for you? I've been in a number of places, uh, western Wisconsin, all throughout southern Minnesota, even a trip or two to north-central Minnesota in the Brainerd area. And uh, it's been interesting. You know, like a lot of years, it starts slow. The water temps are cold. Um, you're trying to will the panfish into biting, uh, in many places in April, I was finding them in ice fishing spots, you know, suspended out over deeper water. But, uh, when spring came, especially in the Southern half of the state, it came fast and all it took was a warm wind or two to really stack some water up on shorelines. And I was catching some nice bluegills and good crappies in pre-spawn. And, uh, right now, a lot of those same fish are on beds. Um, not the bluegills per se, but definitely the crappies. So uh, the pan fishing has been really good at the outset here. Okay. Um, so what uh, what have you been using to make these things happen? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I uh, Initially, earlier when fish were a little bit more off the deeper weed lines, uh, you know, I was using some, uh, some tough tubes. Northland makes a, a small tube jig that's just absolutely one of my favorites and just dangling those along weed lines and just kind of pushing along slowly with the trolling motor was getting me bit but when fish were up shallow and like they are now the crappies actually using firefly jigs under slip bobbers and especially in some of the clearer water i can stay away from the fish um hopefully spot them with some you know polarized glasses pitch up to them and just kind of drag those bobbers and firefly jigs kind of back through bedded areas but uh yeah, and in murkier water, you get a little more leeway, and you can actually get right up in there with them and maybe even just kind of pitch six, eight-foot cats away from the boat and kind of dangle it in their face. So yeah, there's a number of things that have been working well for panfish, but but it's been all about small jigs for me. How about the walleyes? What are you doing there? You know, I spent a little bit of time on the rivers and a little bit of time uh, on opener, and it's so far been all about jigs, but that's about to change, you know. Uh, pitching jigs and minnows and on the river more jigs and plastics uh, has worked out really well up to this point but you know fish are going to start to in the natural lakes move out of those shallows and out to some of the deeper haunts uh you know some of the main lake points and windblown shorelines instead of looking for them and you know six eight feet of water i might start looking 12 to 18 off the deeper edges of the weed lines and, uh, you know, eventually as we push deeper into June with some warmer weather, uh, I can't wait for some of the offshore stuff that happens on the reefs and sunken humps. And, you know, that's a little more Lindy rigging. It's a little more using electronics, pulling butter, butterfly blades and, uh, you know, a number of other baits over, over deeper fish. That's uh, a lot of fun seeing them on the sonar and targeting them and catching them. 
Boy, those butterfly blades, those things have really taken off. I, that, I hear that all the time now. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because I, I started using them for walleyes, and they're great for that because you can pull at a faster speed, and then if you see fish on the graph and you're right over the top of them, you can slow down, and those blades still spin at like 0.1, 0.2 miles an hour. So you can pull it at a spinner speed at like one, one and a half, dial it back just to slow it down in front of a fish's face. But I started using some of that same concept and principles for panfish. I just throw a bullet nose sinker on a small, maybe eight ounce one, take the smallest butterfly blade size I can find, pitch that out behind the boat with a half a crawler. And uh, it's just amazing how good that thing is at finding panfish. And sometimes the bite's all about catching them with the butterfly blade. Um, Other times it's about finding concentrations of them that I can then dial back and go to a tough tube or a firefly jig underneath the bob or something to that effect. So either way, uh, they've been a really versatile bait for me, those butterfly blades. Joel Nelson of Joel Nelson Outdoors, my guest. We'll have a lot more next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson. Joel Nelson, my guest today of Joel Nelson Outdoors. I'm going to do an analogy that might seem strange to you at first, but bear with me, okay? Yeah. So uh, my son's a musician, and he's a you know he does a he's got a cover band, and he goes out and he's got to play the hits that people like, and then yet you ask him what he likes musically, and it's it's far far different than that. And I find a lot of guys in the outdoors, you know, they have to catch walleyes. I mean, that's that's kind yeah. of the that's kind of the job, right? But right. when you ask them what they really love, it's often something else. Like you, you're telling me a lot about uh, panfish. Bro, bros, doll does the same thing. There's other guys, uh, you know, the the northern guys just love bass fishing. Um, walleyes, uh, they pay the bills, but uh, there's always seems to be something else that they're passionate about. Yeah, yeah, and for me, um, you know, in, in the fishing world, uh, the, the parallel is definitely panfish. I love walleyes, but panfish, as you can tell, I'm super enthusiastic about. Now, if you just take the outdoors in general, I'm a big turkey hunter, and I grew up doing that. My first bird uh, we took in southern Minnesota in the mid-1990s when the population wasn't very big, and, uh, man, if you'd have me back someday, I'd love to chat your off about turkey hunting. <laughs> <laughs> well, turkey hunting has become very popular up here. It didn't exist a few years ago, and and now it's uh, it's become a real, real popular thing up here. Uh, we we talk, we're talking turkey hunting up here all the time. So um, that's become a a real big deal in the last five years or so. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. It's a great spring distraction. Uh, typically, no bugs in the woods and. Uh, you know, if the if the crappies and the bluegills aren't biting before the walleye season starts up, it's a great way to get out into the outdoors. And, uh, yeah, then it's just a downhill slide to the rest of uh, summer fishing, and it's a, it's a great way to kind of kick off the year. Okay. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, your friends and neighbors involved in the outdoor biz. It's It's been a – it was a – in the northern part, it was a rough, rough ice fishing season, and then we coupled that up with a few weeks that they couldn't guide, and now, you know, there's a lot of canceled trips. It's It's been a tough stretch between a bad winter and <laughs> and COVID-19 for people trying to make their living in the outdoors. 
Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, definitely COVID has, has put a clamp on a lot of things. The the thing I'm hopeful and, and that I'm seeing is that more anglers than ever are participating, um, whether it be trout fishermen down here, uh, morel hunters, turkey hunters, pan fishermen. The launches are full, and, uh, you know, those people got to get bait somewhere, and they got to get tackle somewhere. And whether it's through online purchases for manufacturers to get colors and sizes that are harder to get or just stopping into your local bait shop which uh which has been open on account of the uh, the governor's orders to get bait and to get a lot of that terminal tackle those those basics that you just need to have in a tackle box the more you fish uh you know you're going to be losing those things and so keeping that terminal tackle on hand uh, and the amount of fishing people have been doing that that's hopefully the the silver lining that we're seeing given all the slowdowns and issues we've been having with COVID. Well, at least we were able to get out and fish, and and now the guides are able to do a little bit of guiding. Um, That's really important, I think, uh, with the kind of winter we had, to be able to get outside and do things really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, uh, and as we go into the summer here, um, you know, anglers and uh, hunters have been some of the original social distancers, so... uh, you know, fishing with your family and uh, within households that you've already had contact with, it's uh, its just a great way to have fun. And a lot of those places are still open. You know, resorts are still open for business. Um, you know, all these manufacturers and a lot of the sporting goods stores, they're still open. So, you know, patronize them when you can and uh, get out there and do some fishing. I just uh, I couldn't be a better time to be an outdoors person. Okay. Well, if we're going to go out fishing this weekend or any time this week, uh, what do you recommend we do? You know, I'm going to be out uh, this weekend, definitely. I'm going to be fishing in north-central Minnesota, and I'm going, to be, I'm going to be looking for crappies on their beds. And uh, I've seen and heard some anecdotal reports of people out there getting fish that are pushed up shallow. Looking for bulrush stems a lot of times in some of these back bays. A lot of those bulrush features have been really good for holding crappies for me in the past. And if the water's really clear, you might actually see crappie beds in still portions of the lake pushed off a shore away. So so on your way into those shallow spots, don't forget to look down and, and look for fish that are a ways off of the shore. And so what I'm going to be doing is, is probably, again, be pitching those tough tubes, um, trying to put them in crappies' faces. Uh, and if, if it's a little chillier in the mornings, I might be, uh, I might be having some minnows on firefly jigs just below some floats as well in case the fish are a little lethargic. But give those fish a little bit of sun and some clear water, uh, the crappies are going to be snapping. So that's what I'm, I'm excited for this weekend. Hey, Joel, if people want to keep tabs on you and see what you're all about, how can they, uh, how can they do that? Well, uh, my website is where I host everything. It's where there's videos, tips, tricks, a lot of articles that I, I you know, I've been doing over the years. That's at joelnelsonoutdoors.com, and you can always catch me on social media at joelnelsonoutdoors. Joel Nelson is an outstanding outdoorsman from uh, from the Cannon Falls area. Great information today, Joel. It was great to talk to you. Thanks for the time, and uh, good luck when you get out there. Hey, appreciate it, Kev. You have a good one. Well, I'm doing this on Thursday, so that must mean it's Lake of the Weekday. We check in with Scott Mum from the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Office next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday.
It's Lake of the Week Day, and today we're taking a look at Big Bass Lake of Hubbard County with Scott Mum. He's a fisheries specialist out of the Park Rapids area office. Scott, thanks for taking time to be with us today. You bet, Kev. So let's uh, find out where Big Bass is, actually. Big Bass, located in Hubbard County. It's about uh, three miles northeast of the town of Akeley. Okay. And uh, it's a small little lake, uh, just of 132 acres. Um, um, tell us a little bit about the uh, the type of uh, fishery we're going to find in Big Bass. Yeah, it's a small lake, like I said, 132 acres. It's got a 60-foot maximum depth. It's um, real pretty, great water quality, excellent water clarity lake, just a little gem of a lake. And uh, it's got sandy... Um, rubble shoreline a few rocks here and there and it's just a um, real good probably known for um bass fishery bass both largemouth and smallmouth um and it also has a, a few northern pike real low density pike but i wouldn't say big pike but better than average size pike because of the low density okay and um it also has a bonus walleye fishery we stock it every other year with walleye fingerlings it's it kind of holds pretty steady over the years in that two to three walleye per gill net. So it's kind of a bonus walleye fishery. But bass is uh, the main deal on uh, bass and panfish, bluegills on, on big bass. Is it a well-known lake? Do a lot of people go fish it? No, it's 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 off the beaten path there. It's just it's kind of hidden. It's underfished. It's, a, like I said, a small lake and uh, just doesn't get a lot of fishing pressure and. And we get requests, you know, especially in the middle of summer, uh, people on vacation, where can we go, just quiet little lake. And that's that's one to look up. It, like I said, it's a small lake, so you don't need a big boat, a little boat, a canoe, a kayak, and you can paddle around and fish most of the lake. And it's, like I said, it's got a really nice bass population, both largemouth and smallmouth. Is, and it sounds like it's an undeveloped lake by and large? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there, there's cabins pretty much scattered on it but you get it you still get a real good um northwoods feel if you will for the lake it's really pretty little lake okay um yeah there's so many of those types of lakes in in our neck of the woods you can't possibly fish them all but uh, this sounds like a good one particularly if you're looking for action lots of bluegills lots of bass lots of northerns three fish that are very uh very aggressive and will give you plenty of action yeah, exactly. Like I said, with people like summertime, they're just looking, I want to catch a fish, just something, in a small body of water where I don't get beat up by the wind. You know, that's a great lake to fish. And like I said, bass, um, northern pike, bluegill, kind of a low-density crappie population, but you should be able to catch something. Okay. And it's plenty deep, so in a lot of small lakes you worry about, especially when they seem to be self-contained like this one, you worry about um, winter kill, but not a lake with that much depth to it. No, no. It's very, like I said, it's got 80 foot, uh, or about 60 foot, excuse me, maximum depth, and a real good, excellent, clear water lake, um, just a real, real pretty lake. You noted you do put some uh, some walleyes in there uh, uh, occasionally, but I'm assuming everything else is all just natural population. Yeah, yeah, everything. Um, we do stock walleyes, like I said, um, in even years, every other year, and it's a it's a stock population. We call it a bonus fishery. We we manage it primarily for for bass and panfish, but the walleyes it's kind of held steady over the years. It um, a nice little just a small population, about two to three per gillnet. 
And uh, you know, in Small Lake, so probably don't bring your biggest boat. If you if you got one of those big boats, uh, you might be better off finding a smaller one to bring. Yeah, I mean, it has an access you can, but like I said, we get a lot of requests for where can I go with a, a kayak or canoe or a small boat and, and not get beat up by the wind, and this this is perfect for that. If we want to check it out, how do we get there? I'm from Bibbidgee. Once you get on Highway 64 South, you'll come to Hubbard County 23, go east, about a little over a mile, and you'll see the public access sign. You just take a right on Heavenly Drive, and it's right down the road. Okay. Uh, Sounds like it's pretty easy to find, uh, as long as you generally know the area. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like I said, you know, um, just three miles northeast of Akeley, and it's, like I said, just tucked in there, and it's just kind of an overlooked little lake that doesn't get a a lot of uh, pressure all right big bass lake um I don't, it's obviously named big bass because there are big bass in it not because it's a big lake yeah it is like i said it's it's a, it's got a really good bass population it's just it's, it's a fun lake to fish and it's a real clear water excellent water clarity and uh just it's just kind of overlooked by by just overlooked lake Okay. Put it on your list, folks. Check it out. Uh, I love uh, t- visiting lakes like this, and uh, and I think it's one I'm going to have to try out. It's Big Bass in the Akeley area. It is our Lake of the Week. Scott Mum, he's a fishery specialist out of the Park Rapids area office with all the details. Hey, Scott, thanks for the time today. We appreciate it. You bet, Kev. Thank you. Now we're going fishing. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.